So hello and welcome to episode 25 of I'm Fine, a chat between myself, Damo, and someone with the biggest heart I know. It doesn't make him any more caring, he just literally has a massive heart. <laughs> Mark, hello. Oh yeah. It's a chat around the subjects of health, wealth, well-being, fitness, sport, conspiracy, and getting stuff done. No dilly-dallying, shilly-shallying, lollygagging. We're all work in progress and this podcast is no exception. In short, it's a poke at our perfectly imperfect lives. And if we can make just one person feel like they're not alone in all this madness, then our work here is done. Warm up and stretch. Some bookmarks and apologies again. Work Life Ballet, Mark's Magical Mystery Tour. Yeah. A dip, very excited. A dip back to the 70s. I, my bags are packed and I'm ready to go. <laughs> and Joffrey give me 20. I went for a bike ride. There we are. Breaking news. Yeah. <laughs> How are you? All right? Yeah. Thank you. Good. Nothing more to add, I suppose. <laughs> Sometimes, I don't know quite when we're going to do this, but I'm going to make you feel better and calmer. Okay. Would you want to do that now? You can do it now if you like. Yeah, why not? Then I can okay. be relaxed for the, for the episode. Okay. So, turn your chair and face me. So, first thing we're going to do is feet on floor, bum on chair. Fuck, bock. Fuck, bock. One of the things, just, just health warning, I guess, is that just because I'm suddenly discovering mindfulness doesn't mean that that I'm the Dalai Lama and I'm able to produce, you know, take you to, to a different spiritual level. However, Don't worry about that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, my apology. <laughs> um, I, I did this today and it really worked for me. And I just thought, going back to the bit about helping one person, um, it worked for me. So one of the things we're going to speak about or I'm going to speak about in the next podcast is something around how the brain works and the different bits of the brain. Um, been learning some new stuff that I hadn't realised before. Yeah, really interesting stuff. So one of the things there is there is quite a lot of scientific evidence about sitting in this way. Mm-hmm. So sitting in a fairly relaxed way. One of the things that tends to happen as well is when you ask people to do this, quite often is to put your hands palm up on your top of your thighs. Your feet are flat to the floor. Does that open up your chest? It's really just. I just feels think like it's, it opens it's up. to stop you. I think it's almost to stop you. If your hands are the other way or underneath, then you're aware of feeling the material on the, the chair or tapping something okay. or feeling hot and cold. If they're just there, it's quite a neutral position. Mm-hmm. The other thing as well is about, and it's really funny when people say this, is just now drop your shoulders. And you suddenly realise... I think I... Uh, yeah. They were still dropped there. You're still yeah. holding some tension. Mm, okay. Not you, but one is holding one tension. So we're sitting fairly upright. And these were just these little tips I heard today, and it made a big difference. Some people do this with their eyes shut or just with your gaze down, but it's almost better not to have sort of extraneous uh, distractions. So I tend to have it with my eyes shut, but some people feel uncomfortable for that. And the, the little tips that I got today, you just breathe at whatever speed feels good for you it isn't about slow and deliberate breathing but the in breath is as if you were smelling a flower and the out breath you make a little bit longer and it's as if you're gently blowing out a candle but the key thing that this person told me today is that on the out breath feel the out breath in your solar plexus or your diaphragm Mm -hmm. so it's not from your throat and from your mouth your breathing out is from lower inside your body and so literally, yeah. it's just—it's like, like engaging your core, but breathing out. Yeah. Right? Yes. I'm just going to describe what I'm doing. So it's basically when I'm breathing in now, it's going to be smelling the flower. And as I breathe out, then my breath out is going to be slightly longer and deeper into my diaphragm. And then the thing that we've mentioned before, which I think again is key on this and which is my personal anchor point, is that restfulness between the two. So that when you do breathe out... There's that period before you breathe in again of just total still and calm. Mm -hmm. I think when you're in this position, you can just focus on that. And this can be like a 10 second or a 30 second breathing exercise. And I think it's by its very nature, it's calming. But what I found now is by having this smelling a flower, blowing out a candle, because I visualize stuff so much, this now feels a really complete Mm. half minute of breathing. But also that is... It's just a slightly more intensive experience, isn't it? Yeah. Because when you when you sniff a flower, you don't just breathe normally next to it. You, yeah. You take a bit of. I took a little bit of a. Yes, it's a little bit longer and it's a little bit yeah, more deliberate. A, yeah. And, yeah. Well, it's considered you're trying to do. You're not just breathe, breathing air, are you? Yeah. And then um, when you and then that bit about blowing a candle out, it's a little bit more exertion than yeah, you normally would yeah and it's the bit about blowing it out slowly it's that little bit about bending over so it's not breathing normally it's not deep breaths it's no. a nice kind of thing in the middle yeah 
So anyway, that just really worked. Like and if people go and try, I just, it, it just, I've been doing a lot of breathing work and that particular, those two little cues just made that. Oh, just, that's nice. And you can do it before you start work. Open yeah. the laptop up while it's booting up. You can just do that, can't you? Yeah. Instead of staring at it, yeah. winning it to start <laughs> to, up. To be quicker. Maybe, maybe yeah. that's the takeaway. Yeah. When you open your laptop. Mm. Well, I think like, you know, with the, the coffee and my, I did it again this morning I, it, while it was making a coffee, I yeah. did, although the press were a bit harder this week, but, <laughs> um, but I did that today. And then you think all the dead time we have, Yeah. why can't you just try something different? Yeah. And it could even be <laughs> when you get off the toilet, you know, you've done all your bits and pieces. Why don't you just try and stand up on one leg? Yeah. Obviously, if you've got your trousers around your ankle, it might be a bit more <laughs> difficult, mightn't it? But do you know what I mean? The, all those little things, those little that we do all the time. Why can't we just turn that into something a little bit? My biggest, more. my biggest dead time, and I know we were talking last time. Unless you edit this out about me trying to not be, continue to be a parody or a cliche of myself, one of the things that annoys me and I need to be more mindful of is that if I've plugged in my phone to charge, so it's gone to zero and I've run out of battery, I will press that button on the side mm-hmm. in the hope that I will then see the little white apple turn up and means it's taken the charge. Okay. But I will stay with my phone as if, like, my presence... <laughs> the same way as hitting a lift button 18 times makes it makes come it quicker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think that does tend to happen because of this now society, is you plug in your Apple phone, and I can feel negativity, like, this should be instant. In this day and age, I should put the charger in and it should charge my battery. Yeah. There shouldn't be a delay. Mm-hmm. Instead of walking away and doing a bit of mindful breathing, doing some press yes. ups yeah I'm, I'm still fascinated or i'm still drawn to my phone yeah like waiting for it to do yeah. what i've asked it to do yeah but it's like our, everything's become that hasn't it yeah Effective. instant gratification yeah and we're just into that habit that was nice i like that good Thank you. maybe give me or if you do try it a few times just let me know yeah if it works i'll well, try it's it. a little bit hard with a microphone up your nose and a that's a real <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like heavy breathing for our listeners. <laughs> that might attract a new audience. Who knows? <laughs> um, no, I think having little things you can do, you know, that is really is a small step. We all breathe. Yeah. And the scientific book, which I'm going to go into next week, gives a much bigger explanation of the feet on the floor. It isn't just some yogi has decided that this is what we're going to do. Mm. Um, the aspect of your brain that's affected by it. Um, and we talked about pirates a couple of episodes ago. Mm-hmm. about and all those claims that bristol's invented everything yeah all the pirates all the sport or as, as all a, the cider as amelia and i might have got this wrong she might if she does listen to this i'm sure she's saying she did um, a school project on um isambard brunel ford because there's a, a garage in bristol called brunel ford <laughs> of course, and still instead of giving him his full name she mixed his name with a, the name of the garage oh very good but yeah, he's one of our own, isn't he? He's one of our one Bristol. Of our so what he's did one he... of our own. <laughs> it's in Barkington, Bruno. It's a bit long. Yeah. He's one of our own. IKB, maybe. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, yeah so he's... he obviously invented bridges for the Clifton mm. Suspension Bridge. He invented boats and ships. with and broad, broad gauge railway, which yep. unfortunately didn't catch on. If it had done, we would have been, you know, we'd be definitely further on. Yeah. Because we would have been able to carry more, more freight and more passengers and more of everything. We've been home, to, we invented Giants, as you well know. Oh, yes, true. From your company, which yeah. is alluded to it. Very true. Um, pretty, so yeah, everything is pretty much yeah. here. So what was the going point, that we invent, invented pirates? Well, there was a really famous pirate. Well, you said, um, who did you say we... Long John Silver. Yeah, I don't think it was. No. Um, you don't think he was what? I don't think he was invented. <laughs> okay. <laughs> My okay. Um, but I did look up a pirate who was, mm-hmm. a pirate everybody's heard of. Blackbeard. Pirate Radio. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Black yeah. Was he Bristolian? Uh yeah. So how did the man born Edward Teach in sixteen eighty become to be better known as Blackbeard? Do you want to know? Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. <laughs> he would stuff smouldering fuses into his fearsome dark beard to create terror in his enemies and crew alike. This famous Bristolian captured a vessel called Concord on its way to the Caribbean and renamed it Queen Anne's Revenge. But that was just the start of his diabolical reign. Love that. He and his several hundred followers went on to capture untold numbers of vessels, stripping them of treasures and making many a sailor walk the plank. He travelled far and wide, terrorising the east coast of America and the Caribbean, 
and always ensured his own crew remained fearful and obedient by occasionally shooting one <laughs> of his most loyal lieutenants in the leg. Just to keep them on their toes. Yeah. Is that why they had wooden legs, maybe? <laughs> yeah, probably. He shot them off. Just to keep them on their toes. I'm surprised they had any toes left. <laughs> when the Navy finally caught up with him in 1718, he died during a fierce and bloody battle, and his head was displayed on that ship that captured him. They should have put it on the hatchet door. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> with the bell on his nose. <laughs> that's good but his name and terrifying legend lives on two interesting bits there concord yeah well obviously the the plane that was built in filton that's people yeah i didn't even i always thought concord was like is it concordia i don't know i thought concord was i don't know i thought concordia was a thing and concord Um, was named after that but if concord was named after a a beard that shot people loses some of its romanticism yeah and, but his ship was quite... called Harmony. Well, the equi- no, he renamed it. Yeah, but it was first off. It was oh, yeah. Concord, which is, means Harmony. Yeah, and he changed it to Queen Anne's Revenge. I thought he would have gone for a bit of a more yeah. gnarly name. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Could use a gnarly. Yeah, yeah. So that was the first. I mean, maybe the Harmony was that we built it um, in partnership with the French, didn't we? It was an Anglo-French. We, <laughs> we, may we? Yeah. No, you're right. It was. So yeah, yeah. Another thing, Bristol. I mean, we did most of it. I think the French just did the catering. <laughs> Uh-huh. Yeah, and the wine. Yeah. <laughs> and the insolence of the, <laughs> the cabin crew. <laughs> yeah, um, we did all the proper bits. Did you ever go on Concord? No. 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 Never goes that. Well, really hoping you might have. I done. could lie. No. <laughs> it's probably too late to say that now. I said no, isn't it? Well, oh, actually, no, I remember. <laughs> oh, I did fly to New York yeah. in five hours. Yeah. Day. Yeah. So that was, and then I think the second thing is that maybe it's interesting the romanticism. You know, we've just been joshing about someone that I was just, yeah, it was an awful, was awful. Yeah. That is weird, isn't it? Yeah, Somalian pirates don't get the same press that Blackbeard does. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. But we're there going, oh, we on. look at him, he's shooting his friends. <laughs> Bless him. <laughs> leg. It's hilarious. He's Bristolian, that's what yeah. they do. <laughs> they probably had a good old, you know, laugh afterwards, didn't they? Yeah. Banter lads. Uh, I've got an apology. The five P's <laughs> yeah. of uh, perfect preparation prevents piss poor performance. But of course, for all the uh, astute people out there, that's six. Hmm. Uh, I looked it up and there is there is different versions. There's, there's a five, uh, which is perfect preparation prevents poor performance. Mm-hmm. There's a six, which is perfect preparation prevents piss poor performance. Yeah. But probably the more well-known one is the seven P's, which... <laughs> You are riveted, aren't you? Yeah. Which uh, is a British army adage for proper planning and preparation prevents piss poor performance. Now, I think it's a little bit too long, mm. a little bit too wordy, but apparently that's still, um, that still remains today. Okay. As, as a thing they all... Uh, Shout as they go into battle. Yeah, which pretty much that, that whole thing just covers the idea of if you, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. A little lesson for us all there. Mm. Work-life ballet. So this week we were training. Yes. And you went, here's one for you. I've got one for you, Damo. Here's a tsunami, <laughs> here's a... <laughs> here's a tsunami of thought. Yeah. yeah. And it was really good. It was I almost... got quite excited about it. It was one of those ones I was like, yeah, and there's that. And then that means, yeah. And there's yeah. that comparison. There's that analogy. And that, that could mean, yeah, it was really good. It does. And it, we went on for a bit and it made sense and it seemed good. And we thought we'll capture we... it. Bottle it. <laughs> and now we're floundering like... A sardine on a beach. Yeah. I'll kick off. Mm-hmm. I reckon we'll get back there. Let's do it. But Let's want... just not feel any pressure. Yeah. Let's try and recreate. No judgment. <laughs> Feet on floor. Let's see, I crossed <laughs> see, my legs. I've done it already, yeah. Not even in the position. Let's right. fuck bock. Fuck bock. So I'm going to start off with the analogy that I used, which was mystery coach tours of the 1970s. My grand and granddad lived in a little seaside resort called burnham on sea which occasionally i would visit um to stay with them and i have visited since it has a very large concreted section it's very eastern european if you ever want to go down there part of the seafront is basically just concrete right someone made a decision and back in the day okay so that's just setting the scene of burnham on sea but burnham on sea on the seafront had a coach firm and i can remember going down there with my gran and looking at all the places you could go to. So mm-hmm. there was a trip up to Bristol or a trip across to Wales, 
trip down to Minehead, just yeah. a little. I can see everybody now in in America go, and go, the Ukraine going, <laughs> yeah, and so, oh, yeah. Minehead. <laughs> um, and on the menu of coach trips, sort of about half, three quarters of the way down, in slightly different font, there would be mystery coach trip. This is exactly what it says on the tin. You would not be told where you're going. So you would turn up, it would tell you what time you're leaving and what time you're coming back. There was a couple of flaws in this. One was that the price for the mystery trip would be the same as the price, saying Minehead, which is 50 miles. So you know you're going 50 miles and you're not going to Minehead. So you could work out basically where you were going. Yeah. But the mystery trip literally was you would pay for your ticket, mm -hmm. get on the coach and not know where you were going. Mm. As an idea, I think I was, I was split. As a child, it seemed quite exciting mm. that you were just letting your whole destiny being decided by <laughs> some guy with a cigarette and a funny hat. <laughs> that is the story of my childhood. And, <laughs> and um, I've done some reading and some research since, since we trained, and a lot of coach firms are saying it was their biggest seller. Right. Um, and even one coach firm said if times were getting a bit hard, they would put on extra mystery ones Right. To, to just fill coaches. One coach owner said, we actually decided where we were going on the morning. <laughs> so <laughs> so like, even, yeah, even the staff didn't know, yeah. just to keep it but spicy. They were, they were doing it because if they were going, you know, if the, the mystery... Well, God forbid everyone leaked it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it, I, I guess if you were going to, um, your mystery trip was to the coast and the weather forecast was for hurricane and tidal waves, it might be better to go to a, a yeah. museum. I've been thinking about this, and as I said, one of the two things I've I've looked at, these are still being run today. So this is for, this was £89, 89 pence. This is, bearing in mind we're in lockdown, taking a mystery coach trip in lockdown is a bit of a... This is right now? Yeah, I mean, I think this is for a couple of months' time. I think this is January, mm -hmm. so it's booking ahead. Is this, um, so is this the same, so this is the, the tour company? Not the same one from uh, back in the 70s, but this is their... 2020 equivalent where are these guys based these guys are based up north we start with a local departure by coach i think that's sort of self-explanatory you're going on a coach trip but mm. that's fine. know where you are and also local departure is only local if you live there yeah it'd be easier to say the coach leaves from well, i mean it's, it's thorough not saying well, well, no, it, even it, that's it, mystery. leaving from somewhere random <laughs> yeah it's so leaving you, from... you're booking a holiday where does it leave from locally <laughs> yeah. where, it's a coach where we're locally. based yeah it's for you to know <laughs> um rather, to, rather than we're coming to pick you up yes right. <laughs> yeah you find your way to our secret destination mm. speech marks where accommodation is reserved for the night in rooms with private facilities this is sounding a bit seedy so already a hotel room dinner is included included is in bold and you have a choice of two star or three star i'm guessing if the price is the same everyone's going to go for the three star yeah so that's day one <laughs> <laughs> So uh -huh. you find your way to a local base. We're not going to give you the address. Yeah. You're going to go in a coach. Yeah. You go into a room with facilities. You're driving to a hotel with facilities. Private. Okay. It basically means you've got your own bog, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're not sharing a toilet. Dinner is included. That's day one. Day two. <laughs> so, so far, you're being driven to a hotel yeah. <laughs> that isn't going to be very good. Yeah. And you're going to stay there. Mm -hmm. On day two, after a hearty breakfast... We have a short sightseeing excursion before continuing our journey home. <laughs> and I love the word continuing. It's like, <laughs> it's, it's not really selling it, isn't it? So you're no. going to a hotel. Mm. You're going to have dinner. Mm -hmm. We're going to take you somewhere very quick. Yeah. We're not going to give any clues what it is. Mm -hmm. Sightseeing could be looking out of the windows of the coach. Yeah, right. And then I love that the person that's written this has obviously been, I, I reckon they've probably got their own podcast. Have a short sightseeing excursion before continuing our journey home, arriving back later on. <laughs> <laughs> that day, assuming. <laughs> Just says arriving back later on. Like right. the most meaningless thing. Yeah. You are going to arrive back. So At some point, rest assured, you've got a room. You don't have to share anything. You fed. will get fed <laughs> and brought back to the local departure point. In bold. This break is bound to prove popular and early booking is strongly recommended. So I'm just putting it out there. Yeah. If in January we could do this. We should do it. And we could we podcast from the back seats <laughs> where all the popular kids are. <laughs> no. It would be quite exciting. Yeah. I'm sort of thinking, I wonder where they're going. I do, yeah. The hotel is going to be rubbish. 
So, but this is a northern firm, right? Yeah. I guess it's the same as anywhere else in the country. You what, the be... north? <laughs> no, like, no, it's the... 20 years behind. <laughs> <laughs> the coach firm, there's going to be coach firms yes. here, near here that yeah. will do the same kind of thing. Yeah. So we could do, we could do that. I don't want to travel up north. That's all no. I'm saying. It'd be a coach to come trip back to get again. to coach, and it wouldn't be a local departure. It's like going to Birmingham and having a day out in Bristol. It's not, <laughs> yeah. it's not something I want to do. It feels like okay, so this was the analogy. The analogy I was trying to make was, I think there's, and I'm only speaking from anecdotal experience, experience of clients I'm working with and one or two people I've been speaking to, and I don't want to go against what we've been saying about just have tiny ticks, just have little steps, mm-hmm. just take it. I'm not going against that. What I'm saying is that there might be a stage that you get where the journey and the destination aren't linked. Mm -hmm. So if we take the mystery coach ride, as we were saying when we were training, how do you know when you've arrived? So if your coach stops off at a service station, Mm -hmm. that could be your destination because you've signed up for something basically for the journey. Yeah. You haven't signed up for the destination because you don't know what the destination sure. is. Yeah. If they take you to a rubbish tip or a nuclear you know, waste mm-hmm. facility, you're going, well, that's fine. I've signed up for a mystery. So I was trying to use this analogy with training and that some people at the moment, the journey is all that matters. And I think this is what I'm saying about maybe about the steps. Mm. What I'm finding is people are not coming to me saying, I want to do a session to see if I can beat my personal record in squats. I'm not getting runners coming to me saying, I'm going to up my training. I'm trying to get a PB mm. in the 5K. No one is saying that. And I'm not saying that there aren't people out there. Yeah, sure. We talked about elite sportsmen you mm. know, last week. What I'm saying is I think there is a, a groundswell of opinion that the journey is maybe more important than the destination at the moment. As, as a general feeling, you mean? As a general as a feeling of, within society. A bit of limbo, but no man's land. Yes. Hard to plan. Yes. Hard to look forward for any, to anything at the moment. Yes. So, yeah, yeah. And this isn't about this is the new normal and this isn't doom and gloom and this isn't, oh, because of the pandemic, I can't do anything. You can still do stuff. Yeah. But I think there's almost like an air of let's just have a degree of maintenance. Let's have a degree of being on a journey of, of physical fitness or eating well not necessarily breaking barriers excelling and i'm not saying people are are sort of being mediocre or or not having expansive goals and objectives what i'm saying is at the moment there seems to be if i can get the consistency in if i can continue what i'm doing finish the session and go good i've been moving i've Mm -hmm. done this much more so than I'm going to, you know, everything's going to change. And I think it is reflecting what's happened in the outside world. And the reason I wanted to to do the analogy with the coach trip was I was saying to you, someone I follow who I quite like had posted something yet again about, you know, the seven things you have to do for for personal gains. And they talked about sleep and nutrition. And I'm thinking there can't be anyone out there that doesn't know what we should be doing. Mm. I know what I should be doing and I'm eating chocolate and crisps and I'm not training how I used to. And I think it's got to the point, this isn't just a reflection of where I am because I'm basing this on on a lot of clients and other stuff I'm hearing, is that I think we need to give ourselves permission to realize that we're on the coach trip. We're just going to enjoy the journey. It isn't about going to an exotic destination of personal records it's about enjoying the view enjoying company of others where you can Mm -hmm. sitting on a coach and not having this massive level of expectations that the mystery coach Mm. trip is going to take you to the hanging gardens of babylon yeah it isn't going to (laughs) not for (laughs) 89.95 and i think that's okay yeah why i said at the beginning i don't want this to be seen to undermine the small steps is you could say, well, if it's just the journey, then basically just turning up is is the tick. And so I'm just going to give a very quick example of a group I allude to constantly on here of the <laughs> WhatsApp group of the 10,000 steps. Yeah. And they won't mind me sharing. They both listen. We are struggling like fuck, this group. We are struggling. <laughs> I, I had um, a Zoom session with one of the people in the group this week and we were saying about setting achievable goals again. And I said, we can't, every meeting can't be a reset. You know? <laughs> yeah. We've got to have, you know, we've got to know what that journey. Was it, was it a little bit like this has been coming for a while? 
and yes. you or, or you and someone else has gone, we just need to get a grip of this. Yes. We just need to yeah. say how it is. Yeah. We're all really struggling. Yeah. <laughs> One of our asses here. Yes. Yeah. I, and we can't just keep doing the, it'll be better tomorrow. Yeah. It'll be yeah. better next week. Or we need to get this done out of the way before we do it. We need to get this sorted out. Yeah. Or or every every conversation being about sorting something out and never sorting anything out. Yeah, so yeah, it's, yeah. It's, yeah. it's that activity isn't progress always. Mm. And when we had the discussion, it was really interesting. The person I was speaking to said something along the lines, well, we did set some goals and we did set those, you know, fairly low so they were achievable. And mm. I went, she went like about the half hour of fresh air. And I went, but you didn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> and her face was just sort of, no. So one of the interesting things that has come out of this group is that we are struggling to find our journey enough so that the, the, the motivation even to maybe pick up the phone and yes we haven't or, or, booked the trip <laughs> we've always said is wouldn't it be nice to sit on a coach so you're looking at the timetable yeah you're going shall we yeah shall and then we? going oh i don't think i can do 7 30 i'll see if they'll change it so we weren't doing our ten thousand steps and we were saying i used the analogy and you shouldn't do comparisons with other other people or other things and i think we had this discussion and i was saying like you know in africa people walk two hours yeah. to get water from a well and it's not particularly nice water either. yeah, yeah. And, and yet we can't get out to walk you know oh, i can't drink my liter of yeah, water yeah yeah <laughs> that's got yeah. to be the epitome of first world problems yeah absolutely. i'm unable to drink consistently <laughs> yeah and so why i'm using this group is that, that one of the members from the group uh last night just went let's just walk five thousand steps and i've gone yeah yeah let's even if we chat about this in action yeah. let's just walk five thousand steps yeah. and talk about it yeah right and five thousand so my, let's get on the coach <laughs> five thousand steps might be the the local tip but at least yeah. we're on a journey somewhere yeah. and so i think that's that's the analogy and i'm not trying to stretch the analogy but it's that thing around not aiming massively high just trusting the process that that mm. something is going to get you somewhere and it might not be the best mm. coach trip in the world and it might not be the fastest coach, but at least you're moving. Yeah. I think that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's good. The things I got from it was um, when you when you brought it up originally was about just giving yourself a break. Mm. I mean, in the last podcast, you were just, you know, giving yourself a bit of a hard time. Yeah, I think you're going to edit about three quarters of the hard time out, <laughs> aren't you? It's going to bring a lot of people down. <laughs> yeah, but, it, you know, we do put a lot of pressure on ourselves and, you know, you can't, it's hard to sustain those levels of just is, isn't it? And we think maybe off. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> Good grief! I don't My know if I got far. Explode. Yeah. That was some sneeze. <laughs> I'm not competitive. That was probably the best sneeze of the year. <laughs> but you, but age, you can sneeze for your like age that. group. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <It's> personal vest. <laughs> oh, um. The fact that your journey is in the hands of the driver yeah. is very similar to your your training regime or your training journey is in the hands of, of your PT. Yeah. That's kind of where I took that. And I think that is good. But then sometimes, you know, the driver will just go, where do you want to go? Yeah. I just drive the coach. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's you, the, so that, you, you, that, can't, you can't have a go at me if you got on the bus and we went somewhere that you weren't happy with. But that's if, trust if, the process. You've got is, to trust yes. the driver. You've said to him, I, no, "I'm in your hands." No, but however, I think the point is, if you if you've if you've picked a mystery tour, yeah, there's no comeback. No, you can't just then go. I was very disappointed that we didn't go to the Hanging Gardens of Babylon. <laughs> you you have no comeback. You no. literally. It, it, I think for me, because I think some of the examples came up where people are either kicking themselves because they weren't getting the result, mm. but they don't they don't know what that result was. Mm. Mm. And how can how can you even yeah. begin to beat yourself up yeah. over that? And I think I don't, you know, I think I don't know where you find it, but you know, I think people probably put a lot of expectation on you to make that make their minds up for them or give them some kind of why didn't you do that? And it's I'd, I'd agree with you, you and disagree with you in equal measures. Why I'd agree with you is that I'm sure there's going to be a few people who've listened to this and gone, you're the same person like me who back in May and June were going, why aren't people getting out? This is a fantastic opportunity. Why aren't you training four times a week? Treat this as an opportunity. Yeah. What I'm reflecting, I think, is where society and a lot of people are at the moment. Yeah. For me, when you're saying, that, well, I'm saying I'm agreeing and disagreeing with you yeah. in equal measures. I'm not, I'm not saying at one thing. It was, it, no, no. I was just, I was just a in terms P of things yeah, to think about. But a PT is there 
like I said, I said to you a couple of weeks ago when when someone I was training said, I don't want to do anything jumpy, I'm just not going to do that exercise. Yeah. I think what I'm doing now is saying I'm being more reflective that a PT isn't about come in, do a load of exercises that, that I've learned from a book, mm. go home, eat these foods, do this, do that. What I'm doing is reflecting of where individuals are, where society is. And I think for the first time in my job, I think I'm I'm putting my hands up and saying, everybody is getting worn down by this to a degree. And yeah. this isn't doom and gloom. This <laughs> isn't like, oh, this is the end. But yeah. people are missing community. People are missing mm-hmm. highs and lows. People are missing, yeah. you know, loved ones. It's like the thing we said, you're not getting the news items of a dog on a skateboard. <laughs> it, with that backing, mm. everybody now, in the first lockdown, I didn't know anyone with COVID. Mm. I've got eight clients Mm. who are either isolating or have got COVID. Yeah. It seems that I probably have it. I've got two friends right now, I've got it. Yeah. yeah. And so I think it is a different position. And I think sometimes you need to reflect or one yes. needs to reflect the holistic world we live in mm-hmm. and not go, I'm just here to get myself fit. Yeah. Because you're still working out hard, mm. but it's it's I have slightly changed. So once or twice your exercises have been simplistic, mm. just come in, work hard and go home yeah but for a while we haven't and i think this is the another analogy that that mystery tours mm-hmm. your mystery bus tour is fine for a bit yeah there's got to be a point and the court there's people who can go on them all the time yeah and there's a there's a there's a lovely kind of idea to that and sometimes i get a bit jealous of of, of folk that can just kind of bumble along yeah. in life and just kind of and that is fine we're not saying that's wrong contentment is if a panacea you, oh, isn't God, it yeah if you can just get the enjoyment out yeah. of just take God, all wish. the stress yeah i'd love yeah. to be able to but yeah. not everybody is in that so i think we have to you know explain the balance yeah so what you're saying you know, is is that in a few weeks or a few months you're going to come to me i'm going to get go, a bit bored of the mystery too. yeah i want to go <laughs> yeah. surfing yeah. and then yeah 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 a little bit further than mine head can we get to bued yeah but at the moment you don't no and i'm just i'm just gauging that and i'm but gauging I'm most of the people it, i work with are yeah. happy yeah but i also know that you as a driver mm-hmm. of my coach yeah. of self of self-discovery and um of progress you aren't responsible for my happiness and my my satisfaction do you know what i mean in terms of yeah. your review so i it'd be completely remiss of me to go and write a review about how the poor trip, about yeah. yeah you were a bad driver because you didn't take me where you were yeah. you know somewhere i really enjoyed yeah. you know? that's kind of where my point is. yeah no, but there's it. a point where i can't keep expecting you to you know even the driver will get bored you know, we all need that little bit of... And then you'll come so. to me and say, I want to go to Bude, I want to go surfing, I'm going yeah. to go, right, I'm now going to drive faster. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I'm going to change yeah. the way. And your expectation yeah. will only be met if I take you to Bude. If I, Bude, yeah. if I take you back to that shit hotel, yeah. then you've got reason to come back. I think so. Okay. I think analogy's been stretched <laughs> to within an inch. <laughs> I think we've got another like... 45 minutes. We can <laughs> keep this going. I liked it. And I think it might even come out. But also the last thing I wanted to say was it doesn't just apply to training, of course you know no, you start to apply point. that you know when you start to apply it to anything work and any journey destination mm. goals targets mm. i think the whole thing can be applied yeah. and also that idea of who else is helping you on that journey it might be a, a thing that you don't want to do if you're self-employed you might not need anyone to go and do that but if you've got a team then you've got lots of drivers you've got mm. lots of mm. you know staff yeah. um you know people cleaning the bus so i've told you i'm gonna keep going <laughs> going around with a little bin bag afterwards <laughs> everyone's got their bit i think um I don't know. As I said, I wish I could be that person that doesn't really kind of go, yeah, we went to the service station. That was as far as we got. And it was mint. Mm. I was saying, you know, got to Gordano services and had the best day ever. I think contentment is way above happiness. I think you're absolutely right. Yeah. Okay. That was good. I enjoyed that. Yeah. Thanks for the trip. I went on my bike yesterday. Mm. Oh, you know this, don't you? Because mm. I popped in. Popped in, socially distanced. <laughs> Can we say that? We, well, you're, well, we're relaxed. allowed a bubble. Am I, your, am I in your bubble? Hmm. How many other people in your bubble? <laughs> it's like a bar of arrow. <laughs> <laughs> More bubbles than a bar of arrow. Well, we're socially distanced. Mm. It was my first bike ride since the 7th of August. Which is crazy, right? Three months, yeah. That surprised me. I knew it was a while, but then when you work out when the last one was, it was... Um, but the last trip I did do, the last cycle ride I did do, was 258k over two days. Yeah. So there's a little bit of, because people are going, oh, you had that long, but it's like, well, it doesn't take three months to recover from that. No. So that's not the reason for not going on my bike. I just, I think like we all do, I think I got into 
for whatever reason, it's really hard to explain. I got into a funk about something I really loved doing. Mm. Even if I was driving or just sitting here and seeing, you know, my neighbor cycles yeah. a lot, used to be semi-pro and he's out a lot and I'm looking at him and I get that feeling of, I need to go and do that. I miss getting on my bike mm-hmm. and then do absolutely nothing about it. And a bit what you were saying a, a minute ago about, about the state of you and you're in with your group, that kind of motivation. Yeah. You know, it's such a simple thing getting on a bike. Well, I was going to say, it's like it? no it's, preparation, is it? It's a helmet and well, just sit on your bike. No, no, I mean, yeah, it's it's very simple in a way. Uh, that's the thing I put on the Instagram thing was actually getting into my gear because that's quite it's quite a thing to okay. especially in the winter because you've got more stuff to put on right. more base layers and you have to cream your bits <laughs> <laughs> you aware of that it's well like I guess chaffing is yeah it? yeah there's just things you have to do you know and mm. kind of all the, the layers and uh, and then make sure you go to there's nothing worse than putting all your cycle gear on then needing the toilet you yeah. have to take it all off again yeah. but just getting into that gear as soon as I was in my kit mm-hmm. I went in I just went into that get my drink ready, get the food ready, get my Garmin, you know, all the things. You just yeah. then into the mode. And I think this is a little bit of a, a bit of a tick. I think Mel Robbins does, uses the five, four, three, two, one thing, which is right. you, you take that time to think about what you're doing. And she even says, you know, just get your, get your gym kit on. Then you're more likely just do that. And then you're more likely to go to the gym, which I yeah. think she's absolutely yeah. right on that. Yeah. Um, so that really helped. Yeah. As soon as I got through the gate, two or three pedal strokes in, mm. it was like, it was where I should be, you know? Which, in, which in, makes that gap all the more difficult. Yeah, and to... I think what I've and I know that bit from here to the end of the road is the bit where I go. I always always remember. Oh, this this is why I like it. It's really yeah. weird. It's a really weird yeah. feeling. And I never, you know, I'm kind of fairly new to cycling. I guess in maybe last yeah three years I've been doing it properly. But the bug is is unbelievable. But I think the whole point of you know the reason I don't understand why I didn't do it. It's a little bit of that feeling a bit low eat something bad feeling a bit low yeah. don't go and do the things you like doing yeah i won't i may won't go as far as saying self-harm but it's it's along those yeah. lines it's, yeah yeah it's probably the wrong terminology but you know even i just think i'd sit there and go why don't i do that i know how how much i like it when i'm on it like you said you know apart from getting my clothes on it's not really not that difficult and no. the bike's ready to go and and I haven't got to drive anywhere, literally out the back of my gate and off I go. Hmm. So why can't I, I just find it? I wonder whether... And I'm not, I'm not going to be the only one that has that. No. Has I wonder, that thing. I wonder whether, and I think this is a, a different conversation, but I'm just taking that bit where you said, uh, and it isn't self-harm, you're right, it isn't self-harm, but it is self-denial. Yeah. So, So I know in my life there would be a range of things that would make me happy. Hmm. And I can actively choose not to do them, Mm. but not have um, a clear um, reasoning to explain why. And I'm listening to you. How do you explain that? In the basic psychological terms, you're saying, I like doing this activity. This activity is totally accessible to me. And there is no barriers stopping me doing this activity. And it would get me out of this mood that I'm in right now. However, Mm. one of your neural pathways has decided to deny you something yeah. that's going to bring you pleasure. And I think this goes a little bit back to our previous discussion around the coach trip. I think when you're surrounded by, well, I keep using the word doom and gloom, but it, but it is, you know, like the news and, and everything else. But I like to think I've kind of, um, I have that at arm's length. But yet you haven't done something I mean, we, we that you here. love. No, it's, no, that's the thing. I, and it's not, it goes, you know, the, I've mentioned the, the, the food thing. I, when I'm feeling as I've been feeling, yeah. I go to the things I know I shouldn't be putting in my mouth. Yeah. Food does. Yeah. <laughs> the record. But I do. I I don't I can't explain why. And I think I you know, so I can't be the only person out there, but there is a there is a, a direct correlation with with mood and treating yourself badly. Yeah. Yeah. Why can't I just be in a mood and eat and, and either not eat or just eat the right things? Yeah. I mean, by not eating, I mean don't eat the crap. I don't I'm, need it. I'm a bit sad. I'll have more broccoli. Doesn't happen, does it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't. I, I. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I can't explain it. Because some people go, "Why don't you just go and do that?" And you're yeah. like, "Exactly." But we. Why said, wouldn't I just? But do we've that? had I can't... this discussion before that you that sometimes that that mood cannot be. I mean, it, the mood can often be removed, or the feeling or the emotions can be removed by something even more destructive. Yes. That's often a route to take. Yeah, drugs and alcohol is a is a is a key yeah. one. I mean, isn't me it? eating crisps. I mean, I'd I'd much rather be doing that than you know than. Okay. Yeah, I'm glad it glad it's that, but it's still 
And I can understand why, you know, when you feel like that, I can understand why people have serious issues with food, yes, with drugs, definitely. with with certain behaviour, you know, destructive behaviour. I, I totally understand it. I still can't explain. And everyone has their own, I guess, versions of reasons for that. And some people might go, I know exactly why that happens yeah. because of that. Yeah. Or this happened in my life. It's made me sad or it's made me go into this mood every once in a while. Mm. And that is why I can't do it because I just feel so shit and... Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, we were saying we so might we... touch on addiction because the other thing about the piece of paper that we discussed before about the betting, I think I have some concerns in terms of the normalising of addictive. There's a normalising of activities that can easily lead to dire consequences. So what's happened is society as a whole has minimised or changed, blurred the focus around things that are potentially dangerous. And I mentioned a few podcasts ago about seeing an advert for gin at four in the afternoon and you're going, yeah. that's because people are gin drinking gin at four in the afternoon. Of course, they're going to do it. Yeah. There was a there was an advert for Bacardi at nine o'clock in the morning. Was there? Yeah. There's a point right, when I used to work, work at the co-op when I was in my late teens, you know, you couldn't sell booze until 10, 11 o'clock in the morning. Mm. I think now you can buy it all around the clock, can't you? Yeah. Yeah, I can remember it. You said I can remember once I went into a pub on Easter Sunday, and they like kicked us out at two because Easter Sunday you couldn't drink between like oh, two it? and eight, and it's like, <laughs> right. yeah, that was some strange, yeah. you know, religious, you know, like from yeah, religious yeah, yeah. background. Yeah. I think the point I'm saying is we touch on addiction quite a lot, and we had a little quick discussion about this. In that, I feel I don't want to go into massive details, but I, I've, I've I've had a lot of dealings with the subject of addiction in a whole number of different um situations and i think one of the reasons why i read that piece of paper out wasn't just that it was knocking my football team and promoting someone else although that was no. part of it it was just getting something through the door that's basically saying right i think it was it was even different from seeing say the adverts between a football match where they go who's going to be the next goal scorer and that almost seems although i feel it's wrong you can go well but what they what they're also doing i don't think they did it very well mm -hmm. because if the guys from facebook were in charge of that they'd have tapped into your your anticipation level and your dopamine yeah <laughs> you know the compulsion loop yes they'd have literally smashed that into you wouldn't they yeah in terms of the copy yes it's bad copy if you want to get someone to go in onto the the Mansion Vet website and place a bet, yeah, right. But it was interesting. You were saying is gamble aware there. One of the things well, that, that just because that's on the bottom doesn't make that any more acceptable. No, it's like know. we're promoting it, and and it's almost going. And you're going to get into problems. So here's it's the get out of jail it's, free it's like card, a, isn't it? Sticking yeah. sticking that on the bottom. It's like it. um, energy companies being expected to send stuff about how to insulate your house. Mm. why would they want you to insulate your house yeah. also why would betting companies want you not to bet it's, yeah, it's just the... I, I think i think the point i'm making about it is, is that when you have a piece of paper that had a lot of writing on it and i read that to make out that they're my mates down the road and by the way you know when you log on we're going to give you some free yeah. money they're only giving you free money because of the amount of money they're going to take off you yeah of course mm. that okay. escalated quickly <laughs> it did, where, didn't it? where did that start <laughs> me, me on my bike <laughs> God, like i said keep it, let's keep this one quite light-hearted <laughs> so i thought me pootling around on my bike was gonna be oh yeah oh goodness and light. taking a photo with the pedals in the right position <laughs> yeah yeah i didn't do that did i, I realize there's a couple of things i do on my bike which i hadn't noticed i did but i think that it's out of self talking about a lack of self-preservation with my mm -hmm. health and there's actually when i'm on my bike there's lots of things i do to to keep me alive and one of the things is looking in looking at wing mirrors of parked cars i don't know where it's come from no one's told me to do it but i've realized i do it so if i'm if i'm coming up and overtaking a line of parked cars i will i'm obviously i'm looking where i'm going but i'll have one eye or both mm. <laughs> on the wing mirrors because mm -hmm. i realized that one if you can see people in their car mm -hmm. in a wing mirror okay so door opens yeah, yeah. so they're mo obviously there's more likely for them mm -hmm. the chance that they're going to open the door mm. And then sometimes, which I had yesterday, their their body position moves. It's all, yeah. It all happens really, really quickly yeah. just before you open the door. Or some people, as you should do. Look. Yeah, look. <laughs> okay, you're in the driving seat of your car. Uh, which hand do you use to open your door? Probably my right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which is nearest the door. Mm -hmm. But if you open with your left. Forces you to move your body position. Forces you to position. move and then yeah. look as you open. So some, it's a little thing, but I'm yeah. not sure everybody does it. But But lots of people will just swing the door open. Yeah. If you're doing 20 mile an hour on a bike, mm, I do not want to, I do not want to hit a car door. If I'm going to hit one, I'd rather it be open fully. Mm. 
than getting it right on the end. Yeah. But, but you can see people's bodies. So that, that happened to me yesterday. I managed to kind of slow down, just move out. And this guy just like, in a transit just opened his. Uh, so I noticed I do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think anyone who's on a bike, that isn't a bad thing to do. Just no. be aware of if you can, without obviously being keeping your eye on the road. Um, I've also noticed that the lockdown bike lanes that they've still got in Bristol yeah. are horrendously dangerous. Yeah. I'd seen them, driven past them. Yeah. And yesterday I experienced, because I, I thought, right, I'll time my time my trip to the office in case I need to go mm-hmm. start cycling to the office, which I want to do. Time that. I carried on down White Ladies onto, onto Park Row, and that's when the bollards Yeah, I've seen start. that one, yeah. So first of all, for anyone who isn't on a bike or is on a bike, the area of the road on the, like the left-hand side nearest the, the pavement, a good three or four foot of that is normally yeah. the worst piece of road yeah. on yeah. the road. It's cobbles, for one, drains, yeah. Everything, all the shit that everybody either yeah. misses or... So basically they've cordoned off the road, basically created bike lanes, made it worse for traffic because mm-hmm. you get less cars in there. Mm. And they think they're doing a favour to everyone in lockdown who is using their bike. Yeah. What's that, what that's done is forced everyone into the shittiest part of the road. And then you're in a, you're basically going along and you can't move out the way for a curb and the bollard. No. So if you go to avoid a dirty great pothole, you've either got to stop. Yeah. And if you've got someone behind you, that's or hit trouble. the curb. Yeah. Or try and navigate you out through yeah. the bollard. Yeah. The motorists are going... I'm completely safe and protected, but so I don't have yeah. to worry about that. Yeah. I'm not expecting a cyclist to pop out between the bollards. It's just made a whole... How many cyclists did you encounter in the cycle oh, lane? Um, absolutely none, whatsoever. Mm. It's the middle of November. Yeah. And that, that I've left them up. They've left them up since, what, March, April time? Yeah. Yeah. And as a cyclist to go... <laughs> they are put there by clearly no one who's ever been on a bike. Yeah. It's, 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 it's not cool. It's really not cool. Can I ask you a question? You know... I'm doing loads of questions. It's a bit of a whinge, that is, but... That's okay. It's, no, it's, I can, if, they, I can get if, it. If, if any town or city is trying to encourage people to get on their bike, that's don't, the don't last... That. Then one, go and have a look at the roads. Hmm. You know, you've just got to get on your bike and get on there. Is they, the, they are is lethal. The, is the difference... I mean, I've been to Holland a few times, and is the difference between a cycle lane, which is a lane made for cyclists yeah. and paved for cyclists yeah. and marked for cyclists, against what's happening in Bristol, which is a side of the road, which is for wastewater... And absolute, lorries. Absolute drainage. Yeah. yeah. So and you've been given the drainage area, which is always going to be the wettest and the iciest. Stones, all the crap that comes up is yeah. all washed. Yeah. yeah. And, you know. Also very close to pedestrians. I noticed that one on Park Row. You're almost sort of, if anyone's waiting to cross the road, you're pretty close to them. Yeah. It's just, it's yeah, it's really bad. Sorry, was that what you going to No, ask? no. The question I was going to ask was around, um, I'm going to keep going on about this parody myself. I've got to get out of judgmental thinking. I'll go and do some mindfulness. Oh, go on, let it go. No, I can't. Go on, let it rip. So the question was, I think we have a very, very different attitude towards risk. And my attitude towards risk is cavalier. So I would say... Do you think about getting on your bike and doing the road route? I've just yeah, I'm going to do it now. I'm going to wait till it iced <laughs> up. And I'm going to do it on a penny farthing. Um <laughs> That's going to have so much. I, that, like nearly all the listeners going, oh, Penny Farthing. Yeah. Um, look it up. Um, now, I was going to say about um, attitude towards risk. I would say I put my seatbelt on mm-hmm. 95% of the times after I've pulled away. Yeah. I wondered what your position So Edgy, I'll get in the car. Mr. Edgy over here. <laughs> I would dr- drive. Are you- I'll get the beep going beep. Like put your seatbelt on. Ignore it. I'll ignore it, and then it goes beep, 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 and then I put my seatbelt on. What a ridiculous prick! Really, it isn't that I then don't put it on. You play in the car, aren't you? But there's 150 meters of me going. I think it's the fact you don't I'll like do a as I'm told. Yeah, <laughs> I'll decide when I'm yeah. going to crash. I just wonder. I, I imagine your seatbelt goes on. You must have a fancy car that the beep gets louder. Yeah, and and quite. And I think there's probably like something underneath angry. going. Put it on. It <laughs> it's is. like the livid on the amazon uh, halo yeah yeah you put yours on though wouldn't you i normally put it I, don't get me wrong i've driven off just down this you know yeah. then, then put it yeah, on but as a but, general rule yeah i think so clunk click every trip think about safety uh headphones while cycling mm-hmm. I, mean, I mean lots of people go running with headphones on not really very dangerous but it could no. be if they're not you know crossing the road not looking mm. properly but i thought it was kind of frowned upon but um, I don't think it is. And I looked into it because I've, I like the idea of having, if you're going for long bike rides, because I went, I did the Cornwall trip mm. without any, anything in my ears. Mm. <laughs> so it's a long time, mm. probably about, I don't know, I'm cycling 12, 13 hours of cycling with just oh, that. <laughs> I'd have problems. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yesterday, I mean, guess what I listened to on my bike? 
self-indulgence i would imagine yeah so listen to us yeah i just want to thought i'd give a podcast a go and it is a revelation okay. i tried music before it didn't really work mm-hmm. i've tried to run before with music don't like running but those two just didn't go but podcasts are brilliant two reasons mm-hmm. uh one is a bit like in the car i just kind of listen to it and switch off two i can still hear traffic because it's not like a constant amount of noise yeah but i looked it up there's a study done by uh dr katrina Jung Nickel and Dr. Rachel Aldred found that the use of music in headphones actually helped create a sensory strategy that enabled cyclists to cope with riding in dangerous environments. Okay. The research was conducted on urban cyclists and showed that they were just as aware of their surroundings, if not more so, than other transport users and engage in sensory strategies that managed their exposure to risk. Hmm. I wasn't expecting that. I thought no, it would be like, no. don't just listen out yeah. and have your wits yeah. about you. But... Um, just as drivers use radio to create a safe, social and comfortable space on the road, it is possible to interpret cyclists' sensory strategies as ways of negotiating and taming challenging environments. Outside of the chaotic and urban environment, music may also play a major part in increasing your fitness when incorporated into training. We haven't talked about music in training for a while. No. Um, it can boost your ability to ride harder, faster and with more enjoyment. And according to Dr. Costas Karagiorgis of Brunel University, one of the world's most foremost experts in sports psychology, music is effectively a legal performance enhancing drug. Mm. And there's probably loads more on that. Mm. It, it is might interesting when be safer for you. My first thought was, yeah, distracting. And then you say like people having radios in their cars and I have my radio on really loud and mm-hmm. or, or mu- Spotify on really loud and no one goes, oh, car drivers shouldn't listen to music. But yeah, somehow yeah. because there's like a pair of earbuds in, that cyclists, yeah, sure. it's almost a perception of where the music's coming from. Yeah. Somehow they've got it in, you've got it in your ears. Yeah, because I always heard that you, you, shouldn't, you, shouldn't drive, you shouldn't drive a car with headphones in or on. Yeah. But, but right, if you turn the stereo, well, what's the difference? Yeah. But, Maybe that just is a perception that yeah. somehow, oh, it's just filling your brain, filling yeah. your head, whereas a, a car radio is just filling the yeah. space. I, I think I felt more engaged yesterday with that yeah. in rather than just, you know, like you said, having that problem of, oh, God, just got, you know, my own thoughts in my head yeah. driving me. Maybe you then drift off and you become that, less that engaged safe, with what you're it? doing. <laughs> no, not at all. In terms of headphones at the track, it's part of the um, sprinters wear far too many clothes, like layers upon layers of clothes. Right. Always a hoodie and a hat, no matter what the weather is, and headphones, and hardly run at all, and basically strut around the track, feeling that they're better than everyone else. And the distance runners do lap after lap <laughs> of really hard work. Yeah. Um, don't have time to listen to music. And I've noticed... Well, they do, but they don't, if you know what I mean. Yeah. They have loads of time, but they just choose yeah, yeah. not to. Yeah, because they're concentrating on what they're doing. And yeah. um, I know some people on park runs and things like that listen to music, but people at distance runners at the track don't because they're listening to their coach as well. But yeah, the sprinters, even when the sprinters in the summer, when we don't have headphones, someone will always bring a big Bluetooth speaker and we have like compulsory grime. You know, it's like yeah. it has to be sprinter music as well, <laughs> and all the people I follow who are sprinters play exactly the same tracks. See why, like, why you like sprinting? Yeah, they're your kind of people, right? Yeah, <laughs> the anarchists of the and of... show offs anarchists, <laughs> introverts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, you don't sense. really like exercise. Um, cool. That's that. I'd like to finish up on. Um, Neil Armstrong's cock up. Carry on talking. I just, I want to be so factually correct on this. Okay. Um, so, I was intrigued. I've not heard of any kind of uh, cock up. So he was first man on the moon, right? Or is that okay. the cock up? No. So, <laughs> it wasn't him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he overslept. <laughs> I mean, this, this isn't exactly mailbag material, but we're light on. Okay. We're light on mail. <laughs> so... I'm not going to go on the whole moon landings conspiracy. Good, I think it's because it happened. I'm not going. <laughs> <laughs> of course, it happened. There's footage. Okay, we're not going Nothing. there. We're not going there. They didn't have deep fake in the night. Oh, okay. So Actually, we're not going there. What, not- I, what I didn't say um, in the last podcast that uh, there's deep fake, which is synthetic media, but there's mm. also cheap fake. Yeah, which. The if moon you, landing if, if definitely you, was. If you were yeah. to believe that the moon landing was staged in any way, that is probably, I don't know, the earliest form of, you know, yeah. televisual, yeah. cheap, fake. Mockery. 
I thought it was. I'm not. I'm not going. We're not going into the moon landings. We're just that's relieving that. I thought it was quite interesting that a couple of days after Pfizer had, you know, launched Saved their the vaccine, which is still going to be revealed for the bollocks it is. I don't want to go to the moon landing, but you go there. <laughs> um, I thought it was interesting that Russia have now come up with their own vaccine, and Pfizer is ninety percent efficient, and the Russians is ninety two. Nice. And it's called Sputnik. <laughs> and it's like we're just going to recreate the race to the moon and we're now two percent above of you above you so no we're no not them, them and trump get on yeah <laughs> my vaccines tremendous um, yeah it's a tremendous vaccine it's the greatest one it's 104 percent efficient <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> brings people back from the dead so it does it's great it's really great it's not from china um <laughs> it's not bad i thought is he gonna is he gonna i don't know if i'm gonna go all the way it's anyway. good <laughs> Two things. One was, did I mention the spacesuits? In what capacity? The we've covered uh, invisibility. The spacesuits space for Apollo. It's eleven, isn't it? The one that went. I don't know. Yeah, Apollo eleven. Um, didn't happen. So <laughs> the spacesuits were made by hand. Mm. I thought they'd be made in a facility, a big industrial facility that's making you know really highly complex. They were made by seamstresses uh-huh. from Playtex, the bra and knicker manufacturer. Uh-huh. Cool. And there was an interview that I watched of one of the women who was responsible saying what a big responsible job it was, stitching all the bits of the yeah, right. spacesuits together. And I thought, that's lovely. I hadn't pictured that it was a group of women sitting in a small office. I would have thought... It was a group of men. No. <laughs> I would have thought going to the moon... And going through all the, the, you know... Oh, you needed some kind of material that yeah, hadn't been invented yeah. yet. What are those? Something from the future, <laughs> rather than... What, something that doesn't exist? Yeah. I just imagine... We can't even do that now. And one of, the, one of the quotes, one of the quotes <laughs> from one of the women was, I can remember once I left a needle in and I got a right telling off. Yeah, right. And I'm thinking, I, I again, no conspiracy theory. Know, the needle in, as the last of you worries, was space debris. Actually, there wasn't any space debris then, was there? Was I think it's fairly high up living in Newland. Anyway, I'm just amazed that you're so kind of surprised that they didn't use some super tech when this thing didn't even happen. I just find it incredible you that find you, it find incredible it, you find it even her story plausible. plausible. You believe this? You believe this? This woman made the spacesuit? No, 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 no. What I don't know. What I'm saying is the story. Yeah. Is that Playtex were given the contract to make the spacesuits? No, uh, I get, no, I get that. Yeah. I just find the whole that you even entertain anything to do with the the moon landings or anything. I'm I'm just I'm just saying I find it. Do you think people have gone into space? Yes. Right, and then why can't they? Why can't you? Don't you believe they've gone to the moon? Sorry, it's, it's just bugging me a little bit. So why don't you think they've landed I on the moon? I don't want to go into the conspiracy no. theory about the moon. What? I, <laughs> why? I, I don't this want to. This is like you in the two podcasts no, here, because... which I haven't brought up. Going, we started talking about cream and fats and and sugars yeah. right and we started talking it started getting a bit tasty and you went i don't want to talk about food yeah well, we got is, to beans is, you went no i don't want to talk this about is it the story of my life i want, I want to kind of i'm prodding the bear is this poke <laughs> i'm poking the bear it's like no we can't just avoid the the difficult we stuff. can this is the whole podcast this is, is about how not my avoiding. life this is how my life runs when i'm in well, control it's fine and then i lose control and i sulk and i pout and i disappear it's funny though we're not going to the this is funny we're not we're okay right now okay the we're point we're not going there now okay just to put you I can't promise i'm not going to go I'm there just going to put you straight one of the things that i question around that whole expedition was some of the aspects seem to be if i was going for someone if you were designing a moon landing you would do it quite thoroughly. My idea would be I'd lose it, leave it to the last minute and go, shit, we need a space suit. Can you, can you find someone? And I go, oh, the people well, who, who made, find, the, yeah, the, the people, people who made me no hair jumpers. No, that was in the 80s. They're, they haven't been born. No, they have been born. What's yeah. the most futuristic thing I can think of? A bra. Yeah. <laughs> so that's number one. I mean, it, obviously the space suits were impossible to get off. That's probably why they chose Playtex. <laughs> that's... <laughs> So, yeah. Um, secondly, it's like, oh shit, we'll need to take some photographs. What can we do? Get Kodak to give us a camera. It's like not design a special camera that's going to go to the moon. What? It's oh, just, hold it's on, just right, basically hold on, right. Okay, so uh, just, or, just taking and, that logic, right, and then take them down to boots. Taking that to logic, get produced. Okay. Right. Yeah. So they're going to make a camera. 
let's make let's let's create something that hasn't been invented yet rather than going these guys know all about cameras have you got a camera yeah we've got one we did blah, 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 a bit of development bosh right you're you're on a deadline you're going to get to the moon by a certain I time you've got to beat the russians got to beat the russians right <laughs> off we go spacesuit what we're going to make out of well these guys are really good with material and stitching and are probably you know know a bit about material why don't we go and use them oh, they make brass yeah they're fine they're the best in their field at that no different why are you suspicious about using kodak i am not suspicious you. about them using no, I'd playtex no i am suspicious of playtex i'm suspicious of the whole are thing you? yeah i'm not saying it's a good thing i'm being ironic i'm going oh it's just yeah a thing i don't think it's good or bad. <laughs> i know what this is going whatsapp <laughs> whatsapp video yeah. And WhatsApp calls yeah. rarely work, yet we were sending people to the moon mm. and the photography and the film that came back on these cameras that were, was perfect and brilliant and you can't even get a WhatsApp call. Okay. <laughs> this is the thing. Would you... Okay. I don't people can see your face right now. It's, thank God I've I'm never doing, seen you angry, actually. Thank God I'm doing mindfulness. Oh. I've just had that whole... Freaky. Do I look angry now? No. Okay. Well, not no, but I just kinda, I just realised that I don't know what that would be like, and actually, what you do look like just before that happened, I got a little bit scared. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. So, would you agree? Let Let's just run with it that it happened. Question: Would you agree that the statement that Neil Armstrong made when he stepped on the moon? was the most important statement or the most important yeah the most important statement in the history of mankind yeah near Probably, enough yeah apart from carry on cleopatra <laughs> infamy infamy i've all got it infamy. <laughs> yeah. so if we're agreed that that was quiz time can you repeat slowly and i'm not going to show you see if you yeah. can remember what mr armstrong said um it's one small step for man mm -hmm. and one giant leap for mankind. <laughs> Shit, I've just found a needle in my spacesuit. That was the next line. <laughs> <laughs> help! Help! Oh. Buzz! <laughs> Buzz like you. <laughs> <laughs> to the moon and beyond. So, yeah, you were near enough perfect. Instead of it, it's that's one small step for man. One giant leap for mankind. Okay. That's what he said. It, did, well, it okay. wasn't what he planned to say, is that right? Correct. What is the difference between man and mankind? Oh. Well. There isn't. No. So Neil Armstrong, who I believe had a chance to rehearse this, I'm guessing. I don't think what happened is he landed on oh, the moon. Nothing, he had nothing on his mind. He, all he had to do was turn up at the studio. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Didn't he? And yeah. step out of a The teleprompter was prop. down. So they said, quick, learn this, Neil. And he went, no, let Buzz do it. And they went, no, you're going first. Yeah, and he went, well, what about the third person? And they went, what, the one we can't remember? <laughs> oh, yeah, there was, wasn't there? Yeah. That poor sod back Neil in Armstrong, there. Buzz Aldrin and... <laughs> Woody. Hold on. <laughs> so, yeah. So Neil Armstrong left a word out of the quote. That's one small step for a man, one giant leap for mankind. Oh. It changes the whole... Doesn't it? It's the difference between a single man. So leaving out the indefinite article a before the word God, man yeah, of course. changes it. Because if you say there's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind... It's all-inclusive, isn't it? It's Well, they're both the same. Yeah. So... This is the thing. When I asked you to say it, you said it how everyone thinks it's said. And so this is then when we get to the who said what. Mm -hmm. So it's one of the most famous quotes of all time. Armstrong himself has always insisted he said one small step for a man, not one small step for man. But it's interesting. This is why I asked you when you asked, when you, you did it. You can't hear it. I'm a... yeah. yeah. So it says here, try and judge for yourself by listening to the recording i don't know if we can play it here whether yeah, it's going it to work and just stick it next to most me. people here for man assuming that armstrong is correct in his claim which is a reasonable assumption since he was the only one there so it says here and by and i love this the, what the only one in his in his spacesuit yeah and by all accounts an honest and trustworthy individual the reason that most of us don't hear an a could be due to the combination of factors including the noisy radio link yeah and it could be it's a bit crackly isn't it? it could be but it's interesting that our memory of it doesn't mm. hear the A, yeah. which fundamentally changes it. 
Um, and then this particular um, website that I've gone into, who are obviously big moon landing fans, <laughs> say it could be the noisy radio link, the stressful situation for the speaker, although all the other words were audible, could have affected his speaking rate, and in particular his North American Midwest accent. I think they're sort of mm. grabbing at, mm. at mm. grabbing straws, mm. where evidently the A is naturally shortened. Okay, do you want to play it? Hold it to the front of the... To the front the, of what, the house? No, shut up. That side, I was going to say. Oh, well, the, the microphone that I'm speaking yeah, into. Yeah, but not the back of it, like there, because it will be better at the front. That's what I'm saying. Jesus Christ. That's one small step for man. One giant leap for mankind. There's no... Bad news, Neil. There wasn't even radio. We'll the, give it one more there time. There wasn't even room to get the word ah. That's one small step for man. Nah. Nah. Uh, that's it for this episode. Well done for getting this far and thanks for listening. All links and references will be in our show notes. Please make sure you subscribe to us via your favourite podcasting app. And if you're enjoying this pod, then please do spread the word. Tell a friend, family member, nemesis or whoever you feel would benefit from having us in their ears. Give us a follow on Instagram at imfinecast and send your feedback and questions via our email to imfinecast at gmail.com. Uh, in the next episode, we take a look at wealth attitudes towards wealth and things we'd wish we'd known 20 30 sometime ago. sometime ago do you know what i was about to do i was about to shout out the answer like when am i gonna learn <laughs> what for the uh, for the next for that yeah i was gonna i don't want to know now no no there's two words and i was just about to shout them out you can't but, help yourself can you no it's not a competition I'm still going to say them. <laughs> no, when don't. You've we can off. say. I'll just. I just won't play. You know. <laughs> I want it to be a surprise. Okay. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Bye bye. Sleep well. <laughs>